You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. I'm a longtime yoga teacher, a cosmic self-care coach, and just happy that you're tuning in every week. You guys, we have a very highly sought-out guest today, someone that I've been trying to get on the show for years now, really since the beginning of Yoga Magic, and that is my husband, John. So I wanted to have him on the show for a few reasons. First, because I love hearing other people on other shows have their family members and husbands on and just sharing insight into their life. I find that like super interesting. And then two, because John is somewhat of a woo skeptic, or at least he was, you know, I hear from a lot of you that you feel like a black sheep being someone who's into astrology and spirituality, but also that after you start doing these practices and really sharing with others how much it's changed you, you're seeing results, the people around you want to get on board too. And that's really what happened with my partner, with John as well. And he shares a little bit about that today. So eventually he started getting really curious about all these things that I was doing, started implementing them, and the rest is, it's really history. In this episode, we talk about how we met our life as parents, we talk about manifestation, self-care practices, and just a whole lot more. It's a little bit more of a personal episode than ever before, but I hope that you can see that this is a journey, right? This journey to becoming the best versions of ourselves, to implementing self-care practices, and learning every day in the process. I hope you enjoy it. If you're a longtime listener of Yoga Magic, thanks for being here. If you are new, welcome. This is a show all about self-care and self-discovery with almost 200 episodes now. There are self-care ideas and modalities literally for everyone, so make sure to follow along on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast and hop onto our newsletter, email newsletter with the link in the show notes. And when you do, you'll get a free Discover Your Self-Care Style mini course. Again, thanks so much for being here. Thanks to John for sharing his insight today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's hop to it. All right. Welcome, John Sondergaard. Thank you. <laughs> this is going to take a while for us to like, I would say, get into the groove. Yep. This is not how I imagine podcasting is. What did you think we were going to do? I have two microphones. I don't know. I don't have, watch two, enough, like, I don't have watch, two microphones. Watch enough like YouTube podcasts where people have like microphones. And... I do want that set up, though. I'm manifesting that set. Although I don't interview people in person, so it doesn't really make sense. Oh, I, I mean, I get it. This is the setup we have. This is a great setup. This is a good setup. I love it. I've been talking to you about coming on the show since I started the show. Why did you decide to do it now? The comfort level now with coming on, I guess. What's the comfort level? Like, what is it? 
what changed? really have like a great answer for really, that. This is really good. Yeah. This, this is, is going great. This is great. Good podcasting. <laughs> Guess I'm just more comfortable with the idea of coming on here. I don't... And like being in a public position? Yeah. Typically, I like to keep to myself most of the time. Let's first talk about your chart before we dive into much. Like who is John and who are who are you growing into? What's your sun sign? Capricorn. Correct. Co- correct. What is, do you know your moon? Beyond that, I don't know. Do you know your rising? I don't. Take a guess. I've told them to you like 70 million times. I know. And usually my first question is like, what does that mean when you tell me things like that? <laughs> so, um, You are a Capricorn sun. Okay. An Aquarius moon. And a Taurus rising. Got it. And what do those mean? Describe Capricorn, because I know you can describe a Capricorn. From what I remember talking about is kind of goal driven um not a huge feelings (laughs) sign correct um yeah i don't have big emotions yeah those are the two main things that i remember yes very driven you are the patriarch to my matriarch not in a negative sense i think we attach so much negativity to the word patriarch but like truly like the father to my mother i am a cancer i am the the mother you are the capricorn the father so it's kind of I think kind of amazing, right? Yeah, it's awesome. To have that pairing. Your moon in Aquarius is that you feel safe in free thinking. You feel safe solving problems, thinking outside the box. And I love it because Rory's in Aquarius and she feels safe with you. Yeah, sometimes we we vibe together and... Totally. It's, uh, yeah, neither of us have any problem looking strange when we're trying to solve problems and come up with fun things to do. And then you and Rory and Stella all have a Taurus rising. So you all interact with the world as Taurus, which is Taurus is luxury. Taurus is like comfort and earthly sensuality. This is like the bougie side of (laughs) the three of you. Even though you like deny, like I always talk about how bougie I am. Like you deny it. You have major creature comforts, right? Yes, absolutely. If, uh, yeah, if, if you want to see me have a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but some sort of... Like a temper tantrum? Yeah, a little bit is, you know, when we show up at a hotel and if the uh, the hotel does not have an ironing board and you're not an even going to use the Not iron. a chance. Nope. But, like but it's something I look for. But like if they don't have it, yep. you're... <laughs> yep. It, is, it's, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah, if, if they don't have an, uh, an iron and an iron board, <laughs> we could be at a beach and just have a t-shirt and swimsuit, but I need an ironing board and an iron to be present and available. Just, in, just in case. Thing. Yep. There's other weird creature comforts that you have. My other th- this is unrelated. We're planning for travel, so I'm thinking about this. So, like a weird thing that you do when you travel is you sort of like turn, like you like close down. You become mute. Can we not focused. do that on this next trip? <laughs> very focused. With, I mean, this is our first one with three kids, but with two kids, it's very around. much like just you gotta. In the zone, yeah, fine, absolutely, fine. Yep. In the zone, but like, I need someone to like to laugh when we're having issues because being mute is not helpful. Yeah, I I agree. Having a Capricorn husband is an absolute blessing because it's so grounding. If I'm out to flip and lunch, which I am most of the time, in you know woo woo world, talking manifestation, like all the things, you were like. So, like, what are you talking about? You're you're very grounded. There are a lot of 
things that you say that I don't even know where to start in my brain on what that that could mean. That's fair. And that's actually why I wanted to have this combo. And I was telling Gina that we were going to talk about this. And she was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So we are very different humans. We've always been different. Yet we've grown up together, literally. We met yeah, when we were 19 yeah. years old. And... Well, you, were, you were 19. I was 18. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we were literally freshmen in college. And I feel like we've been able to grow up together and we've sort of grown up in different ways. I've become more <laughs> like more cancerian, more out there, more intuitive, and you've become more pragmatic and it's worked. Like it does really work. So I would be curious for you to share from your perspective, our, our meeting. What, what do you remember? Like, can you describe our first meet our meet cute? Kind of. It was outside of the dorm freshman year. I think I probably had on basketball shorts that went significantly past my knees and my they were so uh, basketball on my way to the to the <laughs> gym because I thought I was still a basketball player. You were on your way back to or from like a nursing home where you guys were singing for a choir thing. Yeah. And that was the first time I met you. And that was introduced by our friend John Higgins. And then after that, it was we, we were in the same dorm on different floors. So it was... Every other floor was co-ed except for my floor was all guys. And then you would like you you come in on the second floor of the dorm, so you there was like a catwalk to get to the to the dorms and below there was like an atrium with a piano and you were practicing your piano all the time for class. And I would make some stupid comment like, Oh, you missed a note and then run back to my room and <laughs> think I was freaking hilarious and that for sure that made an impact and it's like like you probably were thinking like what the heck's wrong with this kid but um, at that point when you're like yelling down to me while i'm mm -hmm. playing on the piano were you like I trying knew. to get my attention yeah. or were oh, you yeah absolutely i just i didn't know how like that was your process. version of flirting I mean, yeah trying to be someone that you would want to date by running away <laughs> i when you when we first met like what can you remember what your initial thoughts were like do you have even in that like literally outside of the dorm do you have memories of what you were thinking and it's okay yeah you were like, you you were cute and were fun funny you like to laugh and i mean it was like i feel like it was maybe it was longer i don't remember but it no was it was maybe like, like super a, short yeah it was very short but you were very bubbly and i appreciated that when we first met i i've told this story on this show before but i felt such a visceral reaction like in my entire body I didn't know what to do I felt it almost felt like anxiety in a way like oh, I need to like I need to like be with this person it was so overwhelming and I ran downstairs to my roommate and was just like overwhelmed that I and it, it scared me a little bit because I, I did not plan <laughs> to be in a long-term relationship as a freshman, like I wanted to meet people and I, I don't, and this I wanted was, and this to like was date. Two months into freshman year of college. But I, like it, it took over my whole body and it's, it was very intense. And I know that you didn't experience that. I did not. Yes. <laughs> Again, I think this is why we're so different. But I, I, like I immediately was like, I need to like date this person. Like I need to be with, this. it was very, I don't know. It was like really weird. 
and I've since obviously looked at our charts and I've done readings and I've had all these healers and modalities basically confirm like this is we were meant to be but being you know that young it was just kind of a lot so I didn't I didn't like tell you that though did I not right not for a while I don't think it was till we were maybe even married until or I started to probably talk like engaged that. yeah yep <laughs> when you held it at bay until <laughs> the crazy <laughs> no it's not crazy it was just it's no. just like the intuitive nature. So we start dating. When did you start to realize we're pretty different, but also that's okay? I mean, it's pretty close to right away. I mean, <laughs> I was a business major, finance and accounting. You were a music major and piano minor or vocal theory, music. Theory minor. Yep. Music so, theory, <laughs> just casual. To, I guess now that I've learned a little bit more about it, the music theory part is probably the same side of the brain, but uh, I think at the time I didn't think it that way. I also had a business minor. Yep. And so I think we, from just kind of our interests in that way, Mm -hmm. we're different. And then, you know, you spent a lot of time on, you know, during the week, weekends, you know, doing choir things, going to see shows, going to watch people's like, I don't remember what they were called, but like individual performances. Yeah. So like people who were like upperclassmen, you'd go do that. And then I just remember spending a lot of time watching sports, doing things at my fraternity, and playing a lot of intramurals. <laughs> and so it was... Uh, yeah, we, you're right. We, I guess I like didn't even realize how different. But yeah. we were also super similar in the sense that like you were super into your fraternity. I was really into my sorority. We lived next door. That was a little bit later in college. Yep. But we... I mean, I think of our college experience as like a novel like it was so amazing it was so much fun yeah i think and i appreciated later on i don't think in the moment i did as a sophomore in college who you know didn't didn't have a lot of exposure didn't think a lot about music and plays and shows and musicals and things like that i think that stretched me to something that i really enjoy now some of it not all you do yeah yeah i think it was interesting for me to be exposed to something different because quite frankly being one of three boys and we didn't go to a lot of shows because we had a lot of other things going on growing up. sports yep. and like and for me i think thinking in a in a way like i felt like what i was so appreciative when we met was that you had a vision for the future that was quite large i mean you i always say you're really a big dreamer and a big manifester. And immediately it was clear that your vision and and your hard work in college and your reasons for wanting to go down that financial path is that because you had dreams that you were going to accomplish. No questions. And I didn't really grow up in a place where I got to see that necessarily. Like I didn't get to see a hu- I grew up in a small town. And so like the city of Des Moines felt so big for me. <laughs> And then we met and all of a sudden we're like, your family's from England. Like we're going to go to travel to England. And like, it was just part of your life, part of your existence. Would you say that's true? Or did you, do you feel like that's. I would say that's true. I think, you know, a caveat that I would say was another difference for us in college was we both worked hard, but in different ways. So like you were academic, you were 4.0, you were, you were really good at studying, doing all the right things to get the grades, get the A's. 
I spent a lot of my time doing extracurriculars. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that like... You were doing like internships. I was doing internships. I was doing clubs. I was the... Is vice, this in high school? This or is, is in college. No, oh, this is, right. you know, fraternity stuff, but also like the public speaking club True. and the part of the marketing club. And then we did the investment club. Like we did a lot of other things. I would say that that is somewhere... I did what I had to to get by to get a piece of paper for four years. My goal was not to get straight A's. My goals were go there, accomplish something, and get into the real world. Right. Which I actually really wish I would have done. I worked my ass off to get good grades. And like, for what? (laughs) But I mean, don't get me wrong. There were plenty of times I showed up to a, you know, a finance 102 exam. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this is going to go. But that was, you know, yeah, you know, there, there are stresses with both. I probably stressed more after the fact uh, than, than you did. You stressed before the fact and showed up to your exams I didn't fully stress. ready. I was always pretty ready. But yep. also, I mean, again, like I think it's just a different way of thinking. What My favorite, favorite thing that happened in college as it was like academics was that a very beloved professor, Dr. Saylor, who is a music history professor, basically like the last day of school as we're, we're departing. I was, I was nervous. I had gotten a job, but I was like, I don't, how do we become adults? Like, what does that even mean? And he sat me down and he said, you know, Ashley, you're not a dumbass. That's all he said. <laughs> I remember like, how happy you were about that too. You're not a dumbass. And there's a lot of dumbasses in the world. That's what he said. And I was like, you're right. And I still think of that so frequently, right? Like we can have all these good grades and we can work so hard. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean anything. You have to be of this world, right? And I think, kind of bringing it back around, I think that's where we tend to blend. So, okay, so fast forward, we got married six years into dating, which I really think is like pretty, I mean, we were so young when we met. Yeah. We were what, 26 when we got married? Which is pretty young, I think. I think we were... 25? You were 25, I I was 20. Yeah, 25 and 26, yep. Yep. Which we were one of the first ones to get married. Yeah. Yep. We had kids at thirty. Yeah, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, Lily was twenty nine. And we felt I felt really young in that Agreed. sense too. Yep. And now we have three girls. We do. <laughs> we are fully functioning adults. Although I don't know that. Like I don't know what that means. I think we we live a pretty like I don't know. Our life is very oriented around children at the moment. hundred percent. Yep. What do you think, like now that you're a father of three girls, has that shifted your perspective as a human, as a, as a man? Like, how has that changed you? I don't know that it's necessarily with three girls has changed anything. I think just becoming a dad in itself is was was a big change, obviously. Something that I'm more conscious of with girls, and I, I I have nothing to compare it to. We have three girls, but is just very much aware of their safety, I guess. Mm. Um, you know, our bus stop is right at the end of our driveway, so it's like, all right, well, you could stand in the kitchen and watch her, but it's like, ah, no, I'm gonna. And that could be an age-related thing, I don't know. But even just, we live down the street from the middle school. We live across the street and three blocks down from the elementary school. And like, even when Lily's off on the, on the bus, she's, she's good. 
Roy's been dropped off. And then when, you know, when I leave the house, I see middle school age girls who are walking to school by themselves. I'm like, I don't don't know. I don't know if I can do that either. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, ah, at that time I'll probably, you know, I don't even know that she'll have bus service when it comes to that, but it's like, I'll probably be walking her or driving her. Would that be different if we had boys? Probably not. No. Yeah. Maybe just like. I think it's just, yeah, I don't, that's where I think it's more of a, more of a just being a a A dad parent. Yeah, probably more of a parent thing than it is a is related to girls necessarily. Although there's been times when I feel like you've mentioned like there's we don't really leave our girls to be one on one with other people ever. Not unless they're like very very trusted people. Yeah, I mean, and that's well, it's kind of a bummer that we have yep. to like think like that. But it's that's the world we do live in. Yep. I and 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 the more I've thought about that, the more I think like I probably would think the same thing with the. With the boy. boys. Like, You're I don't, probably like, right. I'm, Do you think we're helicopter parents? Probably a little bit, yeah. Yep. I would say we're like media. We always we always tell our teachers and... Daycare people. And like anyone that is involved, you know, involved with our kids that we're B, we're B plus parents. No, we're B minus parents. Oh, is that what? Yep. I always, say B plus. You say B plus, I say B minus, yeah. Because we're not... We really F up a lot. We're not perfect. And we're never going to be. <laughs> Far from perfect. We forget yeah. so many things. You know, oh, sh- crap, we forgot. Well, Library books this week or whatever. Or Rory shows up to pajama day. The entire school is there. And it's like, well, oh, sh- shit. We shit. She's it. wearing like a formal dress from like. Because she wanted she was a, to. She was a, uh, a, what do you call those? A flower girl in one of the weddings. <laughs> and it's like, that's what she wanted to wear to school today. And it's not worth it to try and like. And then, of course, like, I don't know. I don't usually look at the calendar to see the things going on. So We're getting like, a little better at that. Slight. Yeah. Because we have more yep. experience. But at the end of the day, we just, we also have our own lives and that's the one thing that i feel extremely passionate about as a parent is that we have our own lives that are outside of our children's because i think you can lose yourself in your kids and for you when you Mm -hmm. describe like your life like john life outside of say family what is that uh usually lead off with work i don't know i i have a lot of you obviously have experienced this, but a lot of friends who I grew up with who, you know, spend as much time with them as I can. And yeah, that's usually that's what I would say. I'm not a person with a lot of hobbies. I don't have a lot of like golf, which is very, very seasonal here in Minnesota. Yeah. But you I would like say to fly yeah. planes. Yep. I'm learning. Yep. Flying planes. That's a learning. cool hobby. Yep. Trying to find hobbies is a, is a current thing of mine. You, would you identify yourself as an entrepreneur? Would you say like that's your identity? No. I would say entrepreneur is this big. It's a little overused right now. Well, a little bit. And it's like, I don't know. I think of entrepreneur. I think of like people who start tech companies and live in Silicon Valley. And that's not me or you us. You started but, a, a company. Yeah, but it's it's more company. of a, you know, I think of it more as like a mom and pop shop than I do a, you know, something that's ever going to go public or do anything like that. If I, if I'm, you know, depends again, who I'm talking to, but if, you know, if it's in and we have assisted living. So if, if I'm in one of my buildings and it's a family member and they need some new, you know, if they need toilet paper or something replenished in their room, like I'm just John, the maintenance guy, mm-hmm. like just titles, you are never something, titles are never something that I've been overly concerned about. Yeah. So you work in assisted livings, nursing homes, and in the, and the, like the financial side of that. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. To give people and someone an understanding of what you do. Yeah. Yep. 
assisted livings. And then um, we have another business that does finance and accounting function for assisted livings, nursing homes, independent livings, home care hospice, those types of what we call direct care agencies. Yep. So we do their books for them. What I think is really cool and what I want to talk about a little bit as it relates to spirituality and manifestation and self-care and self-development is that you did this, you built this on your own 100%. I mean, we, we were together, but you essentially manifested something. And, and I think what's really interesting is that like, and you Mike didn't too. true, true, true. Yeah. Your, it's your not, business this is partner. not me alone. Yeah. Your business partner and best bet and literal spouse, <laughs> like your other spouse. Yeah. But even before Mike was involved, I yes. think what's important to point out is that you, you kind of manifest it without even realizing you were doing it. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit today Sure, is this vision of, of, of like woo and spirituality and being able to do these things without knowing that you're doing it. So when did you start, have, you've heard me talk about manifestation at this point. Do you believe in, in that? I do. Yep. Okay. Have you consciously done it at all? As you have, as as you know, I've dabbled in all sorts of stuff. The to be magnetic stuff. I did that consistently for like five or six weeks. And you did I think that's in, a while. Yeah, that's pretty and good. Then, and then you know, in that, there's part of it is manifesting. And then one of the steps in one of the programs. I, I again, I don't. I'm not great at remembering all the stuff, but was to send yourself an email with some goals that you had. And I'm one of those people who clears their inbox. So my I never have more than like one or two things and they usually need uh, attention. And the only thing that I've kept in there as read has been the TBM email to myself, the two big magnetic one. And it's fun to look at that every once in a while and just look and be like, Oh yeah, I'm doing that. Or I've done that. And your, your goal list. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's some things that are longer term goals that are going to be years and years and years down the road, but a lot of those things manifestations that I wrote in there were in my mind either still achievable or have been achieved totally yeah so I believe in manifestation yeah did you do so with manifestation is so much shadow work is doing the uncovering Mm -hmm. figure out the blocks yes it's the goal setting yes it's the action like a Capricorn is never going to have problems with that but doing the uncovering of where you might be held back is also part of it. Did you do that? <laughs> no, you, no, you no. did though. You I did, did very, very little. No, I didn't. I didn't do a lot of it. I, I would say I started it. It's the shadow work that gets me uncomfortable. And when I get uncomfortable at times, I'm like, ah, I'll just skip it. Like, I, I never really did everything that I was supposed to do in that work. I guess I didn't eat. I mean, I don't do every single little uh, thing. Yeah. And I didn't, uh, yeah. I, but usually it's, it's the, Goal setting, that sounds fun. Like, let's write down 10 things we want to do in our life. Like, I'm really enjoy that. And then it's the, like, oh, why do you do this? Or why do you, why do you sometimes say, like, ah, I don't know, like, you know, I'm not capable of doing that. That self-talk piece that I, I, I didn't spend a lot of time diving into on trying to really discover why I'm, why I do that. Like negative self-talk? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yet you've done things like you've talked to all sorts of, of healers. You've worked with Gina. Like you've done multiple. Multiple, yep. yep. Past life regressions. Like you're down for it. 
you're down to do the shadow work. Yes, which is something that if I would have minimized, if I would have no, if I would have told myself uh, when I was 18, 19, 20, 25, I would have told myself like, ah, hey, John, you you've done these modalities. I would have been like, I'm like, what? No, no way. I wouldn't have believed it. But I've done some of them now, not all of them. Do you feel like being married to someone like me who literally just absorbs this and, and speaks to this and it lives in this space all the time, do you think that's impacted, impacted you potentially for the better, for the worse? Like, how has it changed you, especially in your, in your manifestations and your professional life? I have been exposed to all sorts of things that I would have never even thought of or considered because I hear it come from you as just part of like your routine day or someone you interviewed for the podcast or something you experienced yourself, wanted to try, you know, read a book, any of those types of things. I I absorbed it by being around you. Mm -hmm. And it's been more of a, it's very normal. It's a very normal conversation for Ashley to come in and say, Hey, I tried this thing or I talked to this person and me be like, I, what? But then get like a 15 to 20 minute like deep dive on like, what is that modality? What is Reiki? What it like, what does that mean? How does it work? You know, I've experienced a lot of it just by being around you and hearing it. And then it's, it's normalized it for me a lot too. And, you know, to, to do a past life regression was not something that I even knew existed before. And then Mm -hmm. having done a couple of them now, it's like, oh, like really enjoy doing that mm-hmm. yeah really enjoyable yep. are there other examples things that have un- that you've uncovered just by way of me spouting all of the things that i learned that you've implemented into your life one of the things that i enjoyed was i don't remember how many months ago it was but it was before stella was born we sat down and looked at the girls birth charts yes and we did, we did a like hey here's how here's the way that Rory is, here's the way she presents to the world. Here's, you know, I don't know exactly how all of it works, but it's like, if you want to get through to Lily or Rory or, you know, now Stella, I mean, she's still too young to have a conversation with, but it's like, you're going to see these things. And in order to best align with her to get her to hear these things, you know, and, and this is, you know, just fun stuff. This is, you know, potentially discipline. This is, you know, potentially like, how do we help, them in school, things like mm-hmm. that. And we looked at their Mercury. Right. Like, how do they learn? And that was a really good exercise that I've tried to take into practice as best I can. I don't remember it all at all times. And mm-hmm. I think, especially the first couple of weeks after we did that, it was fun to watch changing the way that I interact with them rather than what is convenient and easier for me to make it something that was more convenient and easier for them was really nice to, to see that difference in reaction. Yeah. They have... Fiery, Lily and Rory have very fiery moons. And I think that we see that. I'm something I'm struggling with as a parent, especially as a parent who speaks astrology and, and uses, you know, our family as examples is that I don't want to project on them about who they are just because of their charts, nor do I want to talk about them too much through the lens of the chart, especially on the show. I'm like decided that like, I'm going to have to kind of pull back a little because they are their own people. Yep. And someday they might listen to this and be like, mom kept saying I had an explosive <laughs> emotional capacity and I don't. Screw you mom and dad. But like, so anyways, I, I'm deciding to just take a little bit of a pullback on their charts 
Because they are their own peoples. Yeah. Do you do like what are what are your self care practices? <laughs> well, one thing I just uh, a couple weeks ago, three four weeks ago, I don't know why I thought this was good timing. Uh, I took a TM training. Transcendental meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yes. Transcendental. Me- I can never pronounce it right. Transcendental meditation. Uh, did that here at the local TM place. Uh, was awesome training, but it was just re- it was just it's like Stella was two months old. I took the a timing was I, I, I took a Saturday to go take an hour long TM like training, and then hours. oh yeah, it was and then it was uh, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. You were supposed to be there for a follow up. 7 p.m. group meditation on Zoom and and show up to a single one of them because it's like I guess I, ne- I didn't think about it in advance but like seven o'clock is like the middle of our bedtime and I don't know why I thought it was a good idea with a th- with a two month old and the two older kids but, but you did the training yep, yep. so I I, I have, I have it I'm ready it? a couple times yeah oh you have yep you're supposed to do it twice a day I've done it maybe once every three days um, I don't work with transcendental meditation a whole lot although but, I. There's some of the modalities that I like that are super similar. What is it? Can you describe it? It's a daily 20-minute meditation that follows the same routine every single time. And you just, it's just the idea of spending 20 minutes and focusing on something basically outside of you. Is it like as you observe thoughts, you see them, but then you let them go? Uh, No, it's kind of focusing on one thing. Oh, just like is. focus okay. very much a focus like focus on one thing and then everything else kind of blurs out and then that one thing usually like a mantra like a word something like that yeah yep they, it, they provide it to you they give you a like a yep. word that is your own yep and i told you the beatles were the ones who made this super like popular in the west right i did not if you did i don't remember that but yeah, yeah and it then, was the beatles that were like yep. big into transcendental jerry seinfeld that a bunch of other people are really into it too it's but, sort of like it was a little bit hollywood yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I have uh, a friend, Ryan, who told me too that he was getting some benefit from it. So does he do it a lot? It. Uh, I, I, I don't remember what he said his cadence is that he normally does. But but you want to do it twice a day. The goal is to do it twice a day, once okay. in the morning and once in the middle of the afternoon. What do you do consistently? Anything consistently you do to take care of yourself? I can think of some things that you do for yourself. Yeah, I can't think of any real good examples off the top of my head. You have your like you your love of what's it called? What's the golf thing? No laying up. Yeah. You yep. consume everything, every piece of content from this like one source. Yep. Yep. And that brings you joy, right? I would say, yeah, if you if I mean do I take do I take a bubble bath every night? No. Like that's kind of sometimes what I think of when I think of self care, but Doing the dishes with a podcast or an audible. You is, read a lot. I, you read a lot. I, I, yes, I love. I like consuming information. And mm-hmm. whether that's books or podcasts or the newspaper, you know, I do spend a lot of time just reading, consuming information. And so I would say that that is a self care. And then, you know, I don't know if this is necessarily part of Capricorn, but I do recharge by doing stuff on my own. And True. Yeah. My, my favorite spot in the house is the the chair that sits by itself in the kitchen because it's just a... It's everyone's favorite spot. It's a it, good spot. It's a really good spot. And it does need to probably be replaced sometime soon because I think that it's got a lot of spit up spit on up. it. Spit <laughs> up. Um, but I think I, I do spend a lot of time in that chair just 
reading, listening to podcasts or reading a book or audible or newspapers. Yeah. What if you, in like a perfect life in a, in a life where you were really disciplined and you had the time, what would a a really robust self-care regimen look like for you? I've toyed with the idea of what a perfect day looks like. Okay. Like, um, That's a if good. You, if you say like, hey, what does your ideal day look like? I think it's early morning. Get up, get out. I do like to... You work out. I forgot to... We didn't, yeah. You didn't say that. Yep. Uh, get up, get out. Usually try to get into the gym at when it opens at 5 a.m. Um, I think if, if you were talking about a perfect day, I'd probably wake up a little bit earlier and do my my meditation work. Before you work out? Yeah. You get up at like 4.45? I get up at 4.45, but, but then I have to would, get up 20 that, minutes earlier. That would assume that we have slept through the night. That is correct, <laughs> yes. And as you've learned from my aura, my sleep is... Your sleep is trash. Awful, yep. Why is it trash? We don't know. We're trying to figure know. this out. I don't know. But mine is great, yeah. and I get up with a baby, so I'm confused about why mine is good and yours Your is scores awful. are so good, yep. I just sleep deeper. I don't know. It's yeah. really weird. I don't know. It must be that side of the bed or something. Uh, the, so yeah, I think if you talk about perfect day, if, if I, if I was able to, I don't, I don't know that it's going to happen, but get up early four fifteen probably to get a meditation and You'd want to get dressed. That? Jesus. It's so early. Uh, I, don't, I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be meditation, workout, come home, shower. I like the routine of getting home and some, and being ready before everybody else gets out of bed. Yeah, that's fair. And then yeah one thing i'm that is a self-care practice i'm working on is my food is just it, i skip a lot of meals throughout the day just either either forget about them or don't do them and i think having a we've been doing smoothies for breakfast the two of us and it's been really a good start to the day uh something else self self-care ish or by you call whatever you want but i've been seeing the naturopathic doctor that Dr. You, Cassie. Obsessed. I've not actually seen her yet. Well, her but, practice. Yes, like. her practice. Yep. But uh, yep. And so now I'm, I've got some, some supplements I take in the morning with with food. So that's been getting me more into yeah. breakfast, which is something I've skipped a lot of my life. You did um, your blood work. You were just seeing kind of where you were deficient. I mean, there yeah, was some real like data last, to it. Went, went last week and got a shot of vitamin D in my ass. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I think uh, again, along the lines of perfect day would be you know. Go to work, be home, and I, you know, we did it again tonight. I, I really enjoy cooking, so yeah, you're a good cook. I, I like. I don't like. I don't cooking, know. It's necessarily so always good. good, but it's it's you know tonight it's something I enjoy doing. Tater tot hot dish. Although that's a, not. It was called a cowboy casserole, so it was a tater tot hot dish with a couple of additional should it be pieces. It's really hot a tater tot dish hot dish slash casserole. I know, like in different parts of the country, they say different things. Yeah, it was good. The soup's good. good. Yep. Roars loved it. She had almost two full helpings. She's yeah. devout. No, she had like, she kept swiping all the tear tots oh. off the skillet. Did yep. you see her? I did not see that. She no. She was just like, but when I was When I was putting it in the Tupperware at the end, I'm like, there are not a lot of tater tots <laughs> left. So yeah, that makes sense. What visions? Again, I talk about you being a big dreamer. And I want you to be like, honest, honest, not I feel like sometimes you, I know that you put on this facade of like, oh, what are the, like I'm, I'm casual. Like I don't have big visions. Like I want you to be brutally honest. What are your visions for our family, for our, your life? 
in the next 10, 15, 20 years? We've, we have our 10 year list of things that we want to do over the next 10 years. That's not like a, a list that's always 10 years out. It's like a, we did it in 2019. And by 2029, we would have accomplished all these things. We started another 10 year list. And on, on my longer than 10 year list has always been like more of a visualization of when we, when our children either choose to have children or not, but when we are of grandparent age, I would like to have a fit, a family photo where everyone's wearing the same freaking t-shirt, same color, same, you know, imagine everybody in turtlenecks and jeans, but it's like, I want everybody in our family to be in that picture and be able to look at each one of those family members and know that they wanted to they be want there. They want to be there. That nobody's being forced to be there. Now, if it's a, if there's someone who's 13 years old and going through that stage of their life, they might not want to be there, but I know that they, they were okay with being there, mm-hmm. even though they might not be saying it. But I want, I want that to be the case. I don't want to look at someone and be like, that child's family did not want to be there. Yeah. We had put on our list several years ago, like years and years ago, that we wanted three kids. We, it like landed on that for us, obviously, through ups and downs. Yep. I just think it's so interesting, like the things that we put down on that list years ago, have yeah. a lot of them have come through. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? And 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 you've said this is part of Capricorn, but it's like I always look at the, you know, if there were twenty things on there and there are sixteen that are still left to do, or even five things that are left to do, those are the things I focus on. And you know, we got a couple things to go. We got to get, you know, another dog in the house at some point we in do time, need and another then dog, yep. If not two, and then you know the other goal that I have on our short list is living somewhere else for a month. Every year, like going no. and living somewhere, right? Just living somewhere else for a month by the end of 2029 oh just living one place for for 30 days i thought and the that goal could be, was and that, that we, could be, every summer we were gonna go somewhere no oh well, no. i like that it was, goal better <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great but is uh, uh that with children that, that like play sports and stuff we probably yeah i don't think that, to yeah. do that but i think i think you know being able to i don't even care if it's like somewhere like not even that far from here somewhere in the Midwest, like go somewhere for a month. Just like get out. I I want us to travel. I mean, we've talked about travel. Travel, yes. Travel being one of like the most important pieces. I think our goal for that 30 days away is, I always imagine it as like, our girls learn how to grocery shop with us in a different store. Like granted, for the last two years, we haven't really gone in an actual grocery store much, but it's like, I want to get into these routines in somewhere in a different place. I want to grocery shop in a different place. I want to go for bike rides in a different place. I want to, I want them to experience life somewhere else. A week spring break in Florida, Arizona, isn't that? Mm. But it's a to get into a routine somewhere else. Interesting. Cool. So that's the. We'll do that. The the probably the one thirty day. I guess if we can do it twice, that sounds great. But but I also think like getting. I mean, the one thing that I didn't necessarily have growing up was was international travel yeah and grant i like admit this is very clearly like a privilege to be able to do that but you i mean again your family is from england so you you were spent significant time abroad and and it didn't seem all that like the world seems smaller when you do that wouldn't you say absolutely and then and even that's just, what i want for us for our family yeah. is to get out and experience the world yeah well i think even just some some experiences elsewhere when we went to 
Tokyo and then Seoul. Um, but my brother was stationed there mm-hmm. in the Air Force. And we went and visited there. And then a, a college friend of ours, Sonny, who happened to be teaching English as a second language there. I mean, we, we got there and we, we got the true experience. Like, we I remember like rural Korea. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's funny. We were in rural Korea and then it was a 10 minute subway ride to, or train ride to a Sunny determined was like a smaller metropolitan area when we went with Ian and Sunny and the two of us into downtown Daegu and, or Daegu, it was Daegu. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was a quarter million to 300,000 people it was a big in thing. this metropolitan area. But it was, <laughs> you know, it was when we went to go visit Sunny, it was more of a, not a rural community, but it was smaller. And I just remember sitting at this meal. I think he had six or eight of his friends who also taught there. English. Mm-hmm. Yep. Taught English as a second language who were expats. And we were sitting at this Korean place where we're all sitting on the ground on pillows. This person would come in every few minutes and mix the food up on the, on this really like, good. like hot table thing. And then eventually like Sonny's like, you can eat when she like waves her hand and says it's time to eat. And <laughs> I don't remember that. And it was awesome. And then she came in this one time, she looks at us and goes, time to eat. Like, <laughs> Do you think manner. we can do that with our kids? Do you think we can do those types of things with them? Yeah, I think they need to be a little bit older, but yeah. Yeah. What else? Let's see. What else did I have on my list that we didn't cover? Mm. Anything that you're super, super skeptical of that I talk about that you're like, this sounds ridiculous. I don't know. I think a lot of stuff, I just don't vocalize it all the time. But I want to know. I want to know. My Whatever the, like the, the, the sun fire thing you were talking about today were like you and... Twin s- flames. S- okay, yeah. Um, Stella and I are twin flames. Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't percent. It's, it's things like that where it's like... You don't even think, know what it I is think, though. So you yeah, can't like, how can you debunk like, it? I'm not debunking it. I'm just saying like, I don't, it throws me off. It's very much like a, I don't know what it is. It's usually the first time that you say something where it's like, ah, like, like... Okay, what like, did you did you do some magic mushrooms this morning or something? Like I mean maybe. What else? What other things are you like this is ridiculous? I don't think there's a lot. I mean, I I think that's part of like having been together for so long. That's like I like you can say some pretty off the wall things and <laughs> you don't it's like, even play. It's like okay, yep, sounds great. Like I, I like not that I'm disinterested, but it's like I don't spend a lot of, I don't allocate a lot of mental real estate towards That's trying true. to remember what all this so stuff. You're not listening. This, all this you're stuff not is. listening to me. I'm listening. I'm just not retain. Oh. I'm just not retaining. And it, I don't, it might be a subconscious thing, but. That's right. But at the same time, we had a conversation how many, you know, a year or two ago when I read Michael Pollan's book about how to. Psychedelics. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I think that idea too is the idea of alternative medicine totally something that we've i i don't think i would have been as open to that idea had we not been married and you've been you know as as into some of these alternative healings that i i might have brushed that book off but i found a lot of really helpful information in there yeah just very interesting here how about i flip the table on you like what we talked about earlier about our differences or things that i noticed about our differences what have i helped you see that you hmm not a lot no i'm just kidding i was gonna say it's probably a heck of a lot less no i said this i remember saying this to my mom and i've told you this before like when we started dating i didn't 
I didn't, I realized how low self-worth I had when we met because I didn't feel worthy of you. I was like, ah, who am I? I have so much wrapped up in, in growing up in sort of a smaller town, like feeling this like really sheltered version of life. Like I felt like that was somehow something that I should be embarrassed about. And in fact, I think it's really like made me who I am and I'm so grateful for it. But at the time, like I realized, man, I have some work to do to think I'm not worthy of another person. Like that's not, that's not okay. So like relationships are mirrors. And I think you mirrored that so well, like, oh, I have some things I can work on. And you were just like a really, you're just like a really nice person. <laughs> You've always been super nice. Like you didn't drink in, in college. Not that that has anything to do with being nice, but like, right. I feel like you were so conscientious of others and you were always taking care of other people, whether it be your fraternity brothers or me and my kind of like rebellious youth. Like you were so kind. And I, I thought I was nice. And then I met you and I'm like, fuck, I'm a wenchy wench. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to be like, I need to be better. I need to be better. And I still think, that is what I so appreciate every day is that you can say, you can tell me directly to work on something and I believe you and I, and I, you're right. I don't think you just say things just to say them. Like you're very much a direct and like you are self-development for me and I believe you. And I don't know if I like believe a lot of other people or trust a lot of other opinions on what I need to work on. I think, I think we make each other better and that continues to evolve, especially in the thick of having kids. Cause it is, it's real messy. And I think sometimes, I mean, the, the ugliest of the ugliest comes out, at least for us it has. And so, yeah, you make me better. That was a way better answer than you. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My answers will never be. All that exciting I for podcast podcasting. for a living, so like it's fair. Yes. Um, I do sales, but you couldn't tell on this podcast. I think you're good at talking about the things you like to talk about. Yes. Talking about your feelings and your spiritual and connections. Talking about myself is very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Those, yeah, that was good. Anything else that like you've been dying to share or discuss on the yoga magic podcast. What do you think about the show? It's been two years now, like almost it's been two and a half. What are your thoughts? I think it's great. I think I've listened to most episodes. I wouldn't say I listened to all. There's a couple where I get in like, I don't know, like 10 minutes in and I'm like, nah, this doesn't work for me. Which like, ones? Like, I just, I'm not calling anybody out. Um, <laughs> the, the, there, there are some where it's just like, I, it's a little bit too far out there for me. Okay, and fine. I appreciate that. But like, and but I think for the most part I like the people you bring on. I think it's helpful, and it also again it's it, it's more of a pushing me to understand something that I don't know and totally learn something. Love it. Should we do this again? Maybe. I feel like this is great. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for being here, everyone. Again, you can follow us at Yoga Magic Podcast. We're here every Thursday with a new episode, all things self-care and self-discovery. I'll see you next week.